Welcome to the More Practice Profits Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnell, health business mentor and podiatrist. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring clinic owners make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to episode 61 of the More Practice Profits podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnell, um, health business mentor. Today's podcast is titled The Transition Phase. So um, I'm listening to an audiobook at the moment um, by a physio called Nick Schuster, who is based in Australia. And the name of the book is, um, top of my head, it's, it's Building the Ultimate Physio Clinic. And essentially what Nick talks about is his journey um, of how he managed to build a clinic um, from where he was himself to and his trials and tribulations to where he is now, where he is um, thriving a profitable clinic. But the, the part that really caught my attention was where he talks about the different types of phases of building a clinic. And in particular, he, when he talks about what he calls a transition phase. Now, before I get into that, what, what happens is, I want to talk about what happens before a transition phase. And this struck a chord with me because this sounded like me, and it sounded like... Um, sounds like a lot of or most clinic owners that come and um, enjoy my group coaching program, what it's like for them. Um, so what happens is we tend to open up our clinic and we um, are full of enthusiasm for what we're going to do. And in all likelihood, we've been working elsewhere for someone else and we're frustrated with that position. Maybe we see that they're bringing in all this income and we think that they're keeping most of it and that I'm not getting paid a fair wage. Um, when the reality is that uh, that they're not keeping most of that money. Um, but we don't find that out until much later. But whatever the reasons, we decide we want to open our own clinic and be our own boss. And we open our clinic and we hustle and we hustle and we hustle and we work really hard for a year or two or three. And things go well because even if you're, if you're entirely crap at marketing, which I was, your diary will fill if you're pretty good at your clinical work regardless. So your diary is full and you have, perhaps you even have a waiting list and you have a pretty good income at this point, at this point, but you're working long hours to get that income. Now you're quite happy to do so because you are realizing that this is your business and you're getting to everything that you do, it belongs to you. You're not doing it for someone else. But after a while is, a while what happens is we realize maybe two, three, four, five years in, um, that we realize that we're tied to the business, that the business is all about you, that essentially what you've done is you've designed a really well paid but stressful job. Um, you can't, maybe you can't take any decent holidays because your business is reliant on the cash flow that you generate because you are the business. Um, and this often can lead to burnout or not even as dramatic as burnout, but a lack of enthusiasm overtakes us for our job and for our profession. And we search around for a solution and we look and see what everyone else is doing and we kind of go, okay, so I've got three options really. Option one is stay, keep doing what I'm doing for 20, 30 years and maybe I'll make a bit of money. I'll pay, I'll be able to pay off my, my mortgage, um, go maybe a holiday a year, that kind of stuff. If you're lucky, you'll make quite good money um, but when it comes time to retire and sell on maybe I can't get the price that I hoped I could get for it because people don't really want to buy another job 
Um, option two is just stop, give up, and go and get a job because realize that why would I uh, push myself in a position where I'm stressed because I have to come up with the work for what is a job when I can just go and get somebody else to pay me to turn up every day and let them worry about all of that kind of stuff. Or option three, which is I can start to scale up, which is what I did and what is what clients do when they come to me and to scale up, what I mean by that is to become bigger, maybe take on staff and so forth. So we, this is what we're calling the transition phase. And we're pushed into transition phase in a lot of cases because we realize that starting a business and running it on our own isn't everything we thought it was going to be, that really what it is is a millstone around our neck. And we want, that is not why we started the business to begin with and we want to get on and out of that position. So we, we move to scaling up. We might take on some staff initially, maybe as an associate because we think that's the right thing to do. Hint is, it is not. Um, we might do a little bit of marketing. Um, we might take a larger premises or start looking to see, I need more room for all of these staff because surely if I have more staff, I'll have more income and more profit. Um, but what happens is as we start to do all of this, we start to take on more and more commitments. And we can find that we, while things appear to be changing, that we're actually moving into the more difficult phase of building a business because it can feel like an even bigger trap that you've built for yourself than it was beforehand when it was just you. It can feel that you're still tied to the business and there's no end in sight for when that is going to finish. You can feel even more so now that uh, you have um, a situation where the business is heavily reliant on you and your commitments are larger. So you've got to not just come up with the rent, uh, but now you've got to come up with wages every week. You've got to pay higher bills every week and so on. And you have to deal with the situations that arise from having staff and from having a, a larger business. So you're constantly firefighting as your business is so dependent on you to make decisions for everything. Now, it's in a position like this that I tend to find most people will come um, and seek my help, or they will be in the position where they're just about to enter a transition phase, so they're deciding they're going to scale up from just themselves, but they're not too sure how to do so. And it can be a lonely experience to try to do this on your own, because we're not business people, we're not trained to be business people, and we're, we see others who've tried it and perhaps failed, and we want a solution. So the key to avoiding the um, the negatives of entering the transition, of being in a transition phase, and you do have to go through a transition phase to get to the kind of business that I have, where I have um, soon to be eighteen staff, two clinics, um, significant turnover, and I don't have to be in the clinic. In fact, I I have a practice manager who runs the clinics for me, but it's taken quite a while for that to happen for me, and. Clients of mine are going through the same um, process now, and in some cases, they're finding it quite frustrating as they work through it. But there's really, it doesn't need to be something that is a chore and that is difficult to churn your way through um, through that phase. And there are th to to avoid it, it's essential that you have basically three things about three things. So it does not need to be complicated. So the first thing is basically you want to earn more while working less. And to do this, you need to have a pretty profitable pricing strategy. And most businesses never, most clinics don't really think about 
the idea of how am I going to generate profit and what should my pricing be and how should I have a strategy for this. Secondly, you need to have a, a growth mindset or a business mindset that realizes that my business is here to provide for me and provide for my stakeholders. And if it's not going to provide for me and I'm not going to treat it as a business, well then, um, it's very difficult for you to get through the transition phase successfully um, and not get stuck in that in a quagmire of of burnout and be to constantly t- tied to your business. And then the third part of that is you need to replace yourself. And you'll do so by implementing systems and having a great um, quality customer service. The second part of these three things would be you need to have a step-by-step plan to allow you to scale. So what tends to happen is clinic owners will tend to say, I'll take on some staff. Surely that's what I need, more staff, because I'm full, they'll be busy. But they have no plan. And it's like a patient comes into you, and first thing you're going to do is you're going to find out what's the problem, and you're going to come up with a plan to resolve their issue and get them to the goal that they want. But we don't tend to do this in our own business. So you need to have a step-by-step business plan to allow you to scale and reach the goal that you want. So to do that, you need three things. Those three things are, you need to know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, it's like trying to fly a plane with blindfold on. Um, You need to know how to manage your staff. This is one of the most uh, complicated and um, political issues that you need to do because people are not, necessarily rational and are not necessarily going to do what you think they're going to do and there's a bit of a skill to treating and dealing with staff um and then you need to know how to scale and you need to know when to scale as in when do i take on that next staff member how do i know that that's going to be profitable i can afford it when do i need to move to a bigger premises what size of a bigger premises do i need when do i need to do some extra marketing and if i do that marketing how is that going to work so the third thing that you need to, to have to allow you to scale up your business is you need to have a marketing formula. So you need to know who your market is and what message is going to resonate with them. So what we tend to do is we tend to uh, market to everybody. We kind of go anybody who has, if you're a physio back pain or knee pain or if you're a podiatrist, anybody who has a foot, um, I'll, I'll, absolutely, I'll market to you and you come and see me. But that doesn't tend to work. So you need to kind of know be much more laser focused on what it is, who you're going after and what it is you're going to say to them to get them to pick your clinic over all of your competitors. The second thing about having a marketing formula is you need to know how to attract them. Am I going to use Google? Am I going to use Facebook? Am I not going to do social media at all? Maybe I'll do newspaper. Which one is going to work for me and exactly how do I do that? How do I attract them? And then lastly, um, the third part of, of having a marketing formula is knowing how to convert those people into patients and when they do become a patient how do i convert them into staying as a patient how to com- to, to to become compliant patients and to continue to, to stay with you long term and perhaps refer other loved ones to you so you can see that it is possible to have a system to allow you to go from a position where it's just you maybe and you're working long hours, you're making good money, but you know that this is not sustainable long term. Or if you're in a position where you've taken on staff and you're trying to build your business and you find that you're, you're, it's more difficult than you, you wanted it to be and, and you're not sure how to get out of this, that there is a system and there is a, bit, a, a, um, a way to, to reach your goal step by step by step. And that is to have, like I said, these three things about three things. And 
this is something that we do in our coaching group that we will um, we'll, we'll discuss with our um, client clinic owners which of these areas they need to focus on and then we'll provide them with the training and the support to do so and step by step they're able to get themselves in a position where they're able to um, earn more while working less and have a business that provides a exceptional um, quality medical care uh, ethically while providing them and their, their staff with a good quality of life. So if you're listening to this podcast and you think that you're in a transition phase and you're finding it hard or you you think you're on your own and you're, you're uh, concerned about moving into the transition phase, well, then you should consider um, getting some help. Now, whether you decide to get help from, from myself or someone else is secondary, but my advice to you is you should consider getting help. If a patient came to you and they had a condition that you treat, for argument's sake, as a podiatrist, I might say plantar fasciitis, and they tried to treat it at home because they read a book or they saw it off YouTube, you would think, well, that was probably not the best thing. You should have come and got some expert help. It would have sped up the process and got you the results you want. Similarly, when you're building your business, I would say the same to you. So if this is something you're interested in, then uh, simply drop me an email, contact me on LinkedIn, or even better, you can just um, send me a message direct through Facebook, and we might have maybe a five or ten minute chat to see, um, are we a good fit? Are you the right person to join our group? And uh, we can take it from there. So until next week, this is Lorcan O'Donnell, uh, Health Business Mentor, signing out.